Good morning and welcome once again to WinFocus. I'm John Sims and joining us again today, Daniel Anderson, the Assistant Scout Executive and Chief Operating Officer for the East Texas Area Council of the Boy Scouts of America. Welcome, Daniel. Great to have you back to get us up to date. It's great to be back. Okay, don't forget, InFocus is available online. Just go to ktbb.com slash InFocus. InFocus is uploaded to our website early in the morning, the day after the show airs. Daniel, there are very few programs in anywhere in the United States or in the world that are more familiar to folks than the Boy Scouts. But, you know, there have been some changes maybe within the past year or so. The program's constantly evolving. And for anybody who's relatively new or who doesn't really quite understand the mission and purpose of the Boy Scouts, let's start by going over that. Just basically who the Boy Scouts are and what they do. Well, that's you make a great point in that people think they know us um, before they actually get to know us. So our mission hasn't changed in the 108 years that we've had scouting. We're still seeking to prepare youth to make ethical decisions based on the scout oath and law. Scout oath hasn't changed. Scout law hasn't changed. Our commitment to building moral and ethical youth, which will become moral and ethical adults, building leaders is still the same. So even with all the changes we've had, whether it's programmatic, structural, geographic, whatever it may be, scouting is still scouting. All we've done is add new and dynamic programs. Okay. Keeping up with the times, I guess, as much as anything else. Well, you know, as youth change and the needs of youth change, the programs that serve them should change as well. But you can do that without losing your core. You mm-hmm. can retain your identity and stay true to the mission while still adding. Okay. Uh, if you go to the website, and I'll give that out right now, it's www.etexscouts.org. And you can go to the national website for more information as well. I'm sure very easily Googleable. Um, you, you see this, why you should join our program. And what it says there is that the Boy Scouts of America provides the nation's foremost youth program of character development and value-based leadership training, which helps young people be prepared for life. And those last three words are a registered trademark. So that shows how important it is to the Boy Scouts of America. Below that, you'll see the mission, the purpose, and the uh, very familiar Boy Scout oath. On my honor, I will do my best, etc. But I think that uh, those two lines that I read right there at the top, nation's foremost youth organization of character development, etc., I think that pretty much lays the groundwork for pretty much what you do and what we're going to be talking about for the next half hour. Well, also the, the way you open the Scout oath with, on my honor, I will do my best. I mean, think about this. For everyone who goes to a business meeting. How many times do you open your meeting with an oath? No one one takes an oath anymore. No, no one says, this is what I stand for. But you know what? Every Boy Scout meeting starts with a declaration of this is what we stand for. Mm -hmm. And not only do we stand for it, we put it on our honor. And then we will actually do our best. So, I mean, that's just a great fundamental for who we are and what we stand for right there. Okay. One of the things that really strikes me about the Boy Scouts in East Texas, you're at 1331 East 5th Street, in Tyler, 75701, in case anybody That's wants that zip code, good. right across from Tyler Junior College. And that same office has been there since, I think, about 1960 or so. You've never moved. People always are going to know where to find you. We're pretty good about uh, staying in the same place, but trust me, we've updated the inside since then. So oh, okay. we've got a lot of new amenities. The scout shop has really grown and added some beautiful things. So mm-hmm. if you're in need of camping supplies, come on by and see us. We're happy to provide some recommendations. So it's in the same spot, but bigger than better, bigger and better than ever. I guess they would call that a win-win situation all the way around. A phone number, by the way, is 903 
877-927-7201. And I've had this memorized since about 1978 because of my own involvement in scouting years ago, which we'll talk about later in the show. But your role with the Boy Scouts, what exactly does it mean to be Daniel Anderson? What does it mean to be the Assistant Scout Executive and Chief Operating Officer for this East Texas Area Council? It, it really means that anything we do related to scouting in some way passes through me or one of my departments. And so there are really three areas that... I have responsibility for uh, our field service, which is anything that relates to the existing youth and adults who are served. So our Cub Scout packs, Boy Scout troops, venturing crews, explorer posts, Sea Scout ships, all of that is considered field service. So our district executives and I handle the responsibilities of making sure that we ensure a quality program. Okay. Now you talked about district executives. That's, of course, another level of leadership, and that moves us right into what areas are covered by the East Texas Area Council. Main office, of course, right there in Tyler, but you cover a very right, broad this is, range. Tyler's our headquarter city, but we actually, our largest district in terms of the number of youth we serve is actually Longview mm -hmm. uh, in Gregg County uh, surrounding areas. So we serve 17 counties altogether. Uh, we go as far south as Crockett um, and over into um, Sabine County, then all the way up through mm. north to Jefferson, and then come back across through Wood County. So 17 counties altogether, a little over 7,000 youth. All righty. And of course, the council subdivided into districts. Do you know off the top of your head? I kind of assume you would. How many districts there are within the council? We, we have four districts that four we serve districts. right now. Okay. Um, as far as the districts that serve Tyler and Longview, let's just uh, use those as templates. Uh, what, what are those districts called? So the Wohali District serves Tyler and Wood County. Okay. And then the Golden Eagle District serves Gregg, Marion, Upshur, and Harrison Counties. All righty. Well, we've, we're halfway there. What are the other two districts? Tomahawk cuts right across the middle of our service area, serves five counties uh, from Anderson in the west all the way over to Shelby in the east, and so cuts through that Henderson-Jacksonville area as well. And then the Five Rivers District is primarily Lufkin and Nacogdoches, but also some of the surrounding areas there. And as I mentioned, Crockett before is actually one of our best scouting communities. Okay, that's interesting. Even dating back to my days in scouting, which were a pretty good while ago, even though I've maintained my connections, I can cover more ground than I even realized you did. So um, it's good to know. Uh, People within the sound of our voices and well beyond are going to be served by this East Texas Area Council. Again, that website, etexscouts.org, and it's 1331 East 5th and Tyler is the uh, street address, and the phone number is 903-597-7201. Sure, a lot of folks listening today who may be starting to get interested in scouting are going to find that information useful. Um, your role in Boy Scouts, uh, we just went over that. A little bit about your background, how you um, you are basically are a scouting lifer. I get that impression. I am, yeah, and it no, didn't I'm, all start in East Texas either. No, no, I'm a, I'm a product of the program. I was born in uh, Miami Beach, Florida, and so started my Cub Scout life there. But when my family relocated to North Texas when I was nine, Stayed in Cub Scouting, went through the program. I'm an Eagle Scout from Plano. Mm -hmm. And my involvement sort of on the next level of scouting came through working at our Boy Scout summer camps. And so as much as my Eagle Scout rank has meant to me, as much as my involvement in the Order of the Arrow has meant to me, as much as any of the high adventure treks I ever took, the single most influential experience I had was working on Boy Scout summer camp staff. And it's actually what created the bridge between mm -hmm. something I loved as a youth and now what I do as a professional, as an adult. Okay. You can find out more about Daniel on that website, by the way, etexscouts.org, and some of the other folks that work uh, in the local Boy Scout office. Talking to Daniel Anderson, the uh, Assistant Scout Executive and Chief Operating Officer for the East Texas Area Council of the Boy Scouts of America.
I'm John Sims. This is In Focus. Moving into some of the specific areas we want to cover this morning. Big news this year, the inclusion of girls in the Cub Scout program and the preparation for inclusion of girls in what's now going to be known as Scouts BSA, which comes right after the Cub Scouts on the normal scouting track. What does that look like right now for East Texas? Well, we have to start by understanding how the Cub Scout program is laid out. We are actually open to young women right now in terms of membership for Cub Scouting, but Cub Scout packs serve youth in kindergarten through fifth grade. Those packs are then broken down into dens, which serve an individual grade level. And so people have used the phrase scouting is now co-ed. That's not 100% accurate. You have to understand the the details of how that comes out. There can now be boy dens and girl dens serving an individual grade level, all of which rolls into one pack. So we look at it as the family scouting. Okay. So, so brother can be in the second grade den, sister can be in the fourth grade den. They're both in the same Cub Scout pack, but they still have individual programs that do fall along boy side and, and girl side. Now they're working on the same advancements, the same ranks as anyone else in their grade level, but Dens can now be boys or girls. Packs can be either family, which means they have both, or just an individual gender. You can have all boy packs or all girl packs as well. Okay. Um, Starting a little bit slow in East Texas, I understand. I think you told me that you have maybe one girl signed up. Well, we've only only been open for business to actually girls signing up in Cub Scouts for a little over a week now. So we have one, uh, one young lady in White Oak, a first Uh grader who has signed up. But I really expect that as we start to build toward our regular fall recruitment, in August, we're really going to see momentum pick up. Okay, and we'll talk about that, too, a little bit later in the show. Um, that'll still be officially summertime, so it's uh, not too far down the road. Now, at next year, girls will be eligible to form their own troops in what's now going to be known as Scouts BSA, what we know of as the uh, regular Boy Scout program uh the first thing that usually comes to mind when you think of Boy Scouts, how's the preparation for that going in our area? It's It's been good. We are starting by reaching out to our chartered organizations, and let me kind of explain that concept a little bit. A Boy Scout troop, or, or now a Scout BSA troop, doesn't just pop up out of nowhere. It has to have a community partner to sponsor it, essentially. And what happens, mm-hmm. it's, like a, it's like a franchise. So in Tyler, we've had a few franchises, uh, chartered organizations, who have been with us for a long time, First Christian Church for over 80 years, Mm -hmm. uh, the Diocese of Tyler, the Catholic Diocese for over 80 years. Then in Longview, we actually had Troop 201 celebrate its 100th anniversary, which is sponsored Mm. by the Lions Club out there. So some chartered organizations have been with us a very long time. We're starting by engaging in a dialogue with them about do they want to start a female troop to run parallel to the Boy Scout troop. There will be no option for co-ed troops in 2019, but there will be the option for female troops to start up at any of those existing chartered organizations, or if we have new organizations that wanna come to us and start those troops as well. And that's really where we're looking now, is what's our geographic distribution for opportunity gonna look like for these girls? They're operating the same program. They're doing the same rank advancement, earning the same merit badges, saying the same scout oath and law, it's just going to be a separate program in terms of when they meet. Okay. Any prognosis on that? Have you had any feelers or response or people saying, hey, we want to give this a shot, or is it a little early for that yet? Right now, we're not so much gauging the public demand for that, only in the sense that we've had people tell us, hey, when it's time, we're there. We really need to establish our chartered organizations first. That's where, from a business standpoint, the council's focus has been, trying to figure out who is going to charter these troops. Then once we have the opportunity 
for these troops to be filled, established, we'll start working on right. who are the scouts going to be that fill them in. Mm-hmm. Which basically gets back to what you were saying at the beginning of your explanation. Now, why involve girls in a program that's been exclusive to boys for over 100 years? I, I'm perfectly okay with it. Some folks are maybe kind of questioning it a little bit, which we'll get to in a moment. But uh, uh, And I can tell you this from my own experience uh, as someone who was involved in the exploring program for about seven or eight years back in the 70s and 80s. There have been girls involved in scouting in one way or another since the 1950s. So that's one way of looking at it, but there are other things to be considered as well. No, that's exactly right. People are treating girls being involved in a Boy Scout program like it's brand new. My sister, from personal experience, was very involved in my Boy Scout troop. I mean, from the time she was born, she was going on campouts with me and my mom and dad and brother. Uh huh. And so she had an interest in what scouting was doing, but couldn't join until she was 14 and could be in the venturing program. So she was very proud to tell people that she was a Boy Scout through venturing. But that family involvement, like I mentioned, is kind of why we refer to family scouting now. It's because there's an interest for young women to the program we have. And it's different from a lot of what the other programs that are already offered to them are like. We're not in competition with some of these other organizations that are already serving girls. We're offering a different product that we think different girls will be interested in. So it's not supposed to look like uh, a threat. Uh, It's really serving an interest and a need that's out there. And I don't think there's anyone who knows scouting that thinks we shouldn't offer it to young women. When you look at, again, the values, when you look at the leadership, when you look at the life skills, who doesn't want that for their daughters and granddaughters? Mm -hmm. And along those lines, you tell me that uh, on the national level, you uh, see something online or hear on the radio, see on the TV here in a newspaper from time to time about a certain amount of pushback. Uh, Some of the folks in the Girl Scouts have been a little uncomfortable with it. Folks that have... uh, uh, been around for a little while and um, just for whatever reason are uncomfortable with the change. But here in East Texas, very little, if any, resistance is that's, what you're telling that's me. That's right. Locally, we have a pretty good relationship with a lot of the other youth-serving organizations, especially those who serve girls. We haven't had conflict with the Girl Scouts here. We haven't had conflict with the Boys and Girls Club here. I mean, if you think about it, their relationship has been strong over the years. They serve uh-huh. the same populations in some cases. We just think that there are so many youth who are not involved in scouting on some level that we can continue to offer the program that we know is successful for boys to girls and not have it be in competition. Okay. Uh, John Sims here on In Focus this morning. If you've just joined us, welcome. We're talking to Daniel Anderson, the Assistant Scout Executive and Chief Operating Officer of the East Texas Area Council of the Boy Scouts of America. Uh, we want to get quickly into the summer programs. Summer's here and it's moving along quickly, and part of it, it's already over for you. But uh, since you mentioned, and we, we've talked about exploring and um, the venturing programs, let's just kind of, and basically we've covered Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts or Scouts BSA. Sure. But uh, what are the other programs? Just in a thumbnail fashion, you have sea scouting, exploring, and venturing. Can you give us just briefly what those programs entail? Well, they're all serving the same general population, which is 14 to 21-year-olds. There are older youth programs. Exploring is a vocational-based program in a sense. It's more Mm -hmm. than an internship. It's more than job shadowing. It's designed to give youth a very real experience in the field of study that they're interested in. And so for, for most of who we serve, that's right now in law enforcement or in uh, fire, prevent, uh, fire departments. So those are who yeah. our main partners are right now. But what it does is it's an immersive vocational experience. 
Venturing is supposed to be the avocational experience, the what do you enjoy. It's the high adventure, it's the backpacking, the kayaking, the rock climbing. Formerly a part of exploring, later split off That's into right. the That's right. In 1998, program. they separated yeah. different programs. And then Sea Scouting, which has actually been around for almost as long as the original Boy Scout program has been, really takes that sort of high adventure theme but puts it almost exclusively in a nautical sense. Okay. Uh, any involvement in East Texas and Sea Scouting? I would imagine that's more popular down along the coast, but I may be wrong about you that. You say that. The national flagship for the upcoming year, right, the, for the program year that they have, is actually out of Palestine. Okay. So Ship One, which is an all-female Sea Scout ship Hmm. in the East Texas Area Council, is the national flagship for Sea Scouting. So it's actually drawn a lot of attention to Sea Scouting locally. We do have other Sea Scouts in the council, but really uh, that's been been big news for us in Sea Scouting locally. Okay. Not the answer I expected, but very interesting. And uh, I know we want to talk a little bit about uh, the exploring program specifically and my involvement with it later in the show, and we'll sure do that. But right now... Summer moving along quickly. What about the summer programs? How does this year compare? What changes are coming? Understand you just wrapped up the summer program at Camp Pirtle, which is the big East Texas area scout camp in Panola County. It is, and and what a great year it was. Attendance uh, didn't quite double, but it was a huge increase in terms of the number of youth that we actually had go through our scout programs out at Pirtle this summer. So uh, I want to give a big kudos to our staff. A special thanks. Part of the reason we had that, that jump in membership was a partnership with the Church of Latter-day Saints. And so there were scouts from all over East Texas, not just our council, but I mean as far south as Beaumont, so southeast Texas, and from the Paris and Texarkana area who came out to camp two weeks ago for our Latter-day Saints week. And so great growth in the programs, beautiful new facilities that we put out there. One of the great things about Pirtle is that it feels like a classic scout camp but it's also been updated. It has a new pool deck, it has a new pool house, it has a new climbing tower. A lot of new adventures are built out there, but it still has that same classic scout camp feel, and so that has really been generating a boost in attendance. Okay, and uh, it's on Lake Merval, the closest city of any size, not that it's a very big city, would be Gary, Texas, if I remember correctly. Yes, I tend to tell people it's about 10 miles southwest of Carthage if you're trying to orient yourself geographically. Yeah, that's probably maybe well, we don't. Uh, Gary's a nice town. We don't want to uh, leave them in the Still lurch, right the, so no, to speak. No, no, absolutely. But Carthage not. is a more familiar landmark. Let's be honest about it. But the Gary, Carthage, Lake Merval area—that'll get you there uh, in a heartbeat. Yeah. Just very briefly here, you talked about your partnership with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Might be a good time to clarify that. I know it's been in the news that uh, they are no longer. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, long involved with the Boy Scouts, no longer providing uh, sponsor or charter organizations, but have not withdrawn their support. That's that's exactly right. Uh, the Church of La- Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is a, is a global entity, and so they made the realization that they were serving more youth outside of America than they were inside America, and so their interest is to streamline their youth program, their um, priesthood training, if you will, and so they have moved away from chartering Cub Scout and Boy Scout units moving forward. That's not to say that youth in the church will no longer be participating in scouting, that they have withdrawn support. They're just not chartering those packs and troops anymore. Okay. We'll have to find other homes for them. So uh, okay. we maintained a good relationship. With All them. right. Good clarification there. Thanks, Daniel. Um, as far as what happens now that everything's wrapped up at Camp Hurdle for the summer, it's what mostly partnerships right now with uh, organizations like the Tiling Museum of Art, Discovery Science Place? That's the idea. Right now we've moved out of the sort of council-sponsored 
summer programs. And right now, a lot of Cub Scout packs are working on their National Summertime Pack Award. Boy Scout troops are preparing for their high adventure treks, whether that is the Florida Sea Base, Philmont, Northern Tier, Bechtel Summit Reserve. There are a lot of big trips that the Boy Scout troops are looking at taking throughout the rest of the summer. So we've moved kind of into the unit-focused portion of the summer programs. So there's still a lot going on, still some great partnerships. We're looking on putting together some uh, daytime activities with a few of those organizations that you mentioned. But that's really where we go until school starts again. Okay. Now, you talked about Philmont and some of the other, what uh, is high adventure um, facilities, a good uh, blanket name for... um those types of areas, is that what we're talking for about those, here? For those four specific uh, bases that we mentioned spread throughout bases. the country. Yeah, high, high adventure is exactly the term we use. But there are a lot of uh, our Boy Scout troops that are sophisticated enough that they put their own high adventure activities together. They'll go to places like Colorado and do their own backpacking, or they'll go mm-hmm. to the coast and do their own aquatic activities. So we're fortunate that we've got some really strong troops that are able to put, and crews, venturing crews, that are able to put trips like that together. Okay, as far as Philmont goes, that's in New Mexico. That's a big one, and it was a huge draw back in the 70s and 80s when I was involved in exploring. I never had the good fortune to go, but uh, I worked with quite a few kids and adults who did go to Philmont, and they took a big hit because of the fires out that way, but uh, in spite of that, still up and going, I understand. Fortunately, very little structural damage was done to any of the facilities out there. There is a large chunk of the middle of the property that did burn and, and we were worried there for a little bit, but thanks to um, state of New Mexico, great responses uh, from the Boy Scouts, from state and national agencies, we were able to preserve a lot of that. And so they did suspend treks for a few weeks, but they're going to get back up and running. We still have groups from East Texas that are headed out there this summer, and they've okay. really done an amazing job managing that. And you know what? Fire is a natural part of the forest cycle. So mm-hmm. um, we're going to look at this as an educational experience for the uh-huh. renewal of the forest out there. Okay. John Sims on In Focus this morning talking to Daniel Anderson with the East Texas Area Council Boy Scouts of America. Uh, ETEXScouts.org is the website locally, and uh, they're located at 1331 East 5th and Tyler, across from Tyler Junior College. Been there for, well, let's just say forever. It sure feels like it since, I think, the early 60s. And 903-597-7201 if you want to give them a shout or check online or maybe even drop in during the workday and see if scouting is something you want to learn more about or if you want to reinforce your uh, pre-existing connection to scouting if you have one. Speaking of which, Scout Me In. That's your national marketing campaign and going strong right now, I understand. We are, and you're going to see a lot of that come August as school starts to start again and we do our fall recruitment. You're going to see that Scout Me In phrase, but it really captures the feel of what we want scouting to look like moving forward. The idea is that it is going to be inclusive of all youth. The idea is that it is going to be building that camaraderie, you know, as we really put emphasis on Cub Scout dens, as we really put emphasis on growing troops. Scout me in as a way of saying both I'm invested, scout me in, but also I want to, to do these activities. You know, I want to be a part of this movement, of, of this direction that scouting is going. So that's going to be on our flyers that go through our public elementary schools. That's going to be on the posters that you'll see around town. But scout me in is really the – it just sounds positive, you know. It just sounds yeah. che- a cheerful scout. Okay. Uh, financial support for scouting, how's that been this year? Pretty good, I understand. It has it has been going well. I mean, obviously, the work is never done. We anticipate a lot of growth this fall uh, as we start to add girls to the Cub Scout program and, and next year as we start to add uh, to Scouts BSA. So we know we're going to need new donors if anyone is looking to invest in 
youth, especially in leadership, especially in the development of youth of character. Um, we encourage them to visit our website or, or stop in and talk to us. Um, we're always thankful for the support of the community, but it has gone well so far. And I do want to particularly say thank you to the Smith County United Way, mm -hmm. who, who have actually increased our funding this year. Um, and we're really looking forward to the continued partnership with them. Great. Uh, moving on into the exploring area, uh, you've basically explained that program pretty well. And um, you always want me to talk about my experience with exploring, which uh, at this stage of the game goes back a pretty good ways. I think I started my first Explorer post, and the only one actually, was chartered in 1978. And it was in Jacksonville, and it was a radio post. It was post 403. I mean, you can imagine, can you imagine that being a radio post with a radio, with me. Uh, what a shock that must be. But we had some very interesting times. It was, I, I the kids got a lot out of it. Uh, it was a learning experience for me. I got to work with a lot of different kinds of kids. We had some problems along the way, which you're always going to, but I think that uh, as an adult advisor, along with the folks that I work with in that capacity, you learn from those things. And we did everything from learning about radio to one year we went uh, down to Stephen F. Austin to visit their radio TV film department. And the kids got to look at some of the things that they might uh, learn if they uh, were to decide to major in radio TV film in college. Great experience for them. The old Explorer Olympics, which was just that, the Olympics for yep. Explorers. Used to hold that at SFA every year. And... Uh, uh, some of the high adventure stuff. I don't know how many times I was at Camp Pirtle. Things that I personally had a chance to do and that a lot of the kids had a chance to do that they otherwise would not have had. We used to do a deer hunt. We used to go on campouts. And um, we uh, just did all kinds of different things like that. And I, I guess that's pretty much the way uh, the venture program, be, between the two of them, the venture program and the exploring program, if you uh, think of them both as a single entity they're still doing a lot of the same things not exactly what we did back then well, no no that's why i love hearing about your experiences because it speaks to the consistency of this program i mean the things that you were doing in terms of giving youth an experience in your professional field in 1978 are still what we're doing in 2018 we still have posts that are doing that. We still have posts that are going out to Pirtle that are having those experiences that are, you know, there's adult advisors who are experiencing the same trials and tribulations, but also successes and joys that you did as well. So that's part of why I think it's valuable for, for people to relate to what they know or, or, you know, in your experience, I won't even say how long ago 1978 was, but um, it's, still, it's still relevant. They're mm -hmm. still doing the same things. And so that's part of what is beautiful about scouting is that consistency of program, but also the dynamism and our willingness to change and grow and move forward. Yeah. By the way, we moved the post to Palestine for a year when I started working down there. We wrapped it all up in 1986. And so for eight years, I was involved in exploring. I can't even tell you how many different kids came, moved in and out of the program. But I, just overall, I think... Uh, a great experience for everybody concerned and um, I'm proud and happy to say that I was involved. I later served on the, uh, uh, what's the governing body? I forget. Our executive board. The executive board. I was the exploring chairman for several years. I actually, here's a story, I actually replaced Martin Hines who is now the mayor of Tyler. Oh. He was involved in some different things back then. That goes back to about 19, uh, 1989. So I can look back on all of that, and it makes it that much more interesting to have you come in and tell our listeners and me about what's the same and about what's different about scouting. And 
when you get right down to it, it sounds like it's fundamentally the same program with the same purpose that it's always been. And I think that's the good news right there. Absolutely. I mean, we have 108 years of tradition when it comes to the Boy Scouts of America. And we're not trying to get away from that. We're trying to offer that tradition to more people. We are staying relevant in terms of what we do. You know, people freaked out a little bit when a few years ago we talked about how scouting was a STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math organization. Mm-hmm. What they didn't understand was that we've always been that way. And you know, when we were teaching ecology and conservation, how is that not science? When we're teaching youth how to take a block of wood and sand it and put wheels on it and fly it down an inclined plane as fast as you can, we'll call it Pinewood Derby, but we're really giving eight year olds an introductory lesson in physics. Mm-hmm. So just because we change how we talk about what we do doesn't mean we're doing something different. Just because we talk about new programs that we're offering doesn't mean scouting is getting away from anything that it stood for. 10, 20, 50, 100 years ago. The mission hasn't changed. The oath hasn't changed. The law hasn't changed. Okay. And last but not least, and we've already covered this uh, in, I guess, different ways over the last 28 minutes and 29 seconds. How can the community get involved beyond what we've already suggested? Well, obviously, we're, we're always looking for people to provide financial support. I don't want this to sound like a sales pitch, but um, keeping this ship moving forward and continuing to grow and add youth does take the support of the community financially. But there are a lot of volunteer opportunities we have as well. We're always looking for merit badge counselors. We are always looking for people who want to start Uh, Cub Scout packs, Boy Scout troops, venturing crews, explorer posts at their place of worship, at their civic organization, at their place of business. So there's just a lot of opportunities for volunteers as well as donors to be participating. And the best way to do that, as you mentioned, go to our website, stop by our office, come say hi. Let's have a dialogue about your interest and how you can serve youth. Okay. And I understand the office has changed a lot. There are a lot of things you can do in the Boy Scout office on Fifth Street now that you couldn't do back in 1980 or 81. So... It's really cool. There's actually a model campsite set up. When you first walk in, you can actually see a campsite set up, and this is how it's supposed to look. That's really neat. Uh, Etexscouts.org is the website, 1331 East 5th Street, the address across from TJC, 597-7201 with a 903 in front of it, the phone number. And that's about it for this week. Uh, I've been visiting with Daniel Anderson with the Boy Scouts of America. Thanks for joining us, Daniel. Great visit. John, thank you so much for having us. You bet. And that's our show for this week. I'm John Sims. Thank you for joining us. See you again next week on In Focus. Your only local news radio. This is KTBB Tyler. KTBB FM Troop Tyler Longview and KTBB.com. The Friendly Class on KTBB is brought to you by Marvin United Methodist Church in downtown Tyler.